5: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts
1: to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: An A-bomb from A-Rod. Evan
1: Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very, very special day and a very special edition of Evan and Tiki. It's A-Rod Day. No, Evan, more enthusiasm. Come on. It's A-Rod Day. There we go. A couple of weeks ago, I played Sean in a pickleball game. If I had won, my beard would be gone. If I lost, Sean was going to make a big show decision. I didn't think he was ever going to make a show decision because I thought I would win. I lost. His show decision, and I commend him for this, is a very selfless decision. His show decision was to take today, believe it or not, the 20th anniversary of one of the most significant trades in this city's history. The acquisition of Alex Rodriguez, he chose to make this day a Rod day. And I want to set the scene for you, because in the Mike Francesa studio here at WFAN, there are balloons everywhere. (laughs) They represent the colors of the New York Yankees. There is also a giant one and a giant three. Behind us is a beautiful black cape, which I can only assume is hiding the retired 13 that's behind it. I'm just making that assumption because usually when numbers are retired, that's how it works. And I will tell you that Sean has pulled off, with the help, obviously, of Tiki and Lugie. I commend them. I've had nothing to do with this day. He has pulled off what appears to be a very big day, a day filled with pageantry. And I do want to tell you that Alex Rodriguez has been notified about this day. A conversation occurred with Alex Rodriguez, and it is Alex's plan to join this show later today. I'll even tell you right around four o'clock. An A-bomb from A-Rod. Alex was very gracious when he was told about this. Apparently, he is out of the country and still felt the need that's important for him to say thank you to his many, many fans. I assume thank you to you, Sean. In
2: particular, Sean.
1: Of course. (laughs) This is Sean Morash Presents A-Rod. That is right. And so Alex Rodriguez, not AI, Rob, we're not screwing around. The real Alex Rodriguez, I can confirm, knows about the day, is appreciative of the day, and has informed us he plans on appearing on this show later today at 4 o'clock. We look forward to that. I can also tell you that there will be other great surprise guests. In fact, why don't we just tell them about one of them? For as much as Alex Rodriguez is responsible for the 2009 World Series, I'm not going to make the argument today because it's A-Rod Day. Mm -hmm. But I'd argue there was somebody else as responsible, if not more responsible. And that man will have his number retired at Yankee Stadium Sunday. And that man was nothing but an ace. Karsten Charles Sabathia will join the (laughs) show today. That dog. He's a dog. He's a dog, all right. Loved CC. And I will tell you that this presentation, the number retirement ceremony, will begin at around 4.30. So we will talk to Alex at 4, and the ceremony, which I guess Sean has a lot of stuff planned for, will occur at
2: 4.30 today.
1: An A-bomb
2: from A-Rod. How hours did you put into this, Sean?
4: Uh, a lot. A- and honestly, the theme of the day is selflessness. Evan, I would be remiss if I didn't also thank our wonderful promotions team, who arrived bright and early under a hidden cloak to get... Certain things here that are hidden from the crowd. Uh, our great production team led by Zach Martin with some of the sound we will be using throughout the day. Uh, everybody really pitched in today. And to represent the most selfless of Yankees in the last 30 years,
1: we had a theme of selflessness around the station. Okay, with, with all of that said, let me just say this. I, I've never been an A-Rod guy. I'm, out, I'm out ripping him. I'm just saying I've never been an A-Rod guy. But I have come to the realization, and I fully understand what Sean is doing right now for the younger Yankee fan. Alex Rodriguez was a tremendous New York Yankee. He was very, very important to their last World Series title, their only World Series title in the last 23-plus years, and he does deserve to be honored by the New York Yankees. And if they're not going to do it, we will. So I get it. I respect it. I appreciate it. Now, to everybody listening, you are more than welcome to call up throughout the show and share your Alex Rodriguez memories. You're also more than welcome To yell at Sean and tell him A-Rod is a blah, 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 blah. I ain't saying it, but the audience can. And that toll-free number is 877-337-6666. With that said, it's your day, Sean. How would you like to begin? Well, also, real quickly, a reminder
4: to everybody, we are wearing beautiful A-Rod Day t-shirts. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) They are wonderful. We have Tommy and Evan wearing shirts with pinstripes on them. They are extremely limited edition and throughout the show, we have exactly five that we will be giving away to listeners. Really? we will tell you when those contests come up. Nice. Wow. You call in, you get a t-shirt. Five are limited edition A-Rod t-shirts given away on the show. Are
2: the four that we're wearing four of the
4: five? No, they are not. So I think we made exactly nine <laughs> limited edition t-shirts <laughs> wow. we will be giving away five.
1: These things may end up on eBay they in a couple may. of weeks.
4: They may. And by the way, if you think they will have value because this day's a special day, it's very rare we get a number retirement in this town. It's been yeah, a while. This, this
2: is ne- the first time a number has been retired in WFAN studios for sure. That is definitely true. That is fact. Now, I said to Sean last night, I said, Sean, this is your day. There is so much to talk
1: about with Alex Rodriguez, and we will do it throughout this program today. But I said to him, I want you to think about it. There's so many ways you can start. There's so many places where you can begin the discussion. So I don't know where he's going, but the floor is yours on how you would like to kick off this day. So, Evan, again, selflessness, selflessness, selflessness
4: a theme in Alex Rodriguez's career. And I think a couple years ago, we all craving that attention away from the last dance that Michael Jordan's Bulls documentary got. We got sucked into the show, The Captain, a 10-part series where we discussed our Yankee captain, who we do love, Derek Jeter. But within there, there was a quick two-minute snippet that for some reason got really brushed over, got glossed over because the man we love, Derek Jeter, around this town can do no wrong. Or can he? Or can he? Mm. We were introduced in that documentary to a bit of selflessness from Alex Rodriguez. And I think, to me, something that should reign true and ring with every Yankee fan. And if you did not see the documentary, I'm going to present audio to you that tells you. look at you, you you, you came prepared. That tells you exactly exactly why you should look at A-Rod in a positive light. And exactly why he was the true Yankee leader. That team that, (laughs) unfortunately, was full of guys that were becoming has-beens needed. In 2004, when they acquired him, by the way, 20 years ago this week. Things got off to a rocky start for a No. Four and for Jeter. A slump. Could they get along? And then rain came down, Evan. Yeah. Rain in Chicago on a rainy <laughs> late April night versus the White Sox. And the rest of the team retreated into the clubhouse except for two men. Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez. Right. And rather than run and scared and be hidden from the awkwardness, A man of all men, Alex Rodriguez, stared the captain in the eye and said, sup, what's the problem here? I present to you clip number one.
6: I approached him and I said, hey, are we good? And he said, hmm, kind of. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.
1: News.
4: You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
0: Two more. Two Two more.
4: You deserve this ice cold reward.
6: Madela, the Markable Fighter. Crick Responsibly, beer imported by Crowley Port, Chicago, Illinois. I said, Well, what's up? What's happening? And he said, What? Well, I was talking to my father, and I really don't understand why, in the prime of your career, you just won an MVP, you just won gold glove. Why would you want to give that up to come play third base? I'm not sure I would have done that. So I'm I'm wondering, like, kind of like, what's your agenda? Hmm.
4: What's your agenda? What's See, your agenda? This is a really strong clip for me, Evan yeah. and Tiki, because yeah. it's very easy for us as Yankee fans. And I'm one of them that beloved Derek Cheater, right? I don't understand how we could honestly look at Derek Jeter despite all the rings and go, yeah, he was the better shortstop than A-Rod. Newsflash <laughs> for all of us as years have passed. He wasn't. A-Rod was the shortstop in Major League Baseball. But Derek Jeter was the Yankee right? shortstop. So to come over here and make this happen, it seems so simple now because A-Rod played a great third base that this guy would give up everything, being the league's best shortstop, and not play that position because a world champion shortstop was here. And yet, Derek Jeter, who was beloved in this town, couldn't understand why somebody would do that. Derek, you're supposed to be the king of winning. You don't understand why somebody would do everything. You're starting A-Rod
1: Day by attacking Derek Jeter. It's not an attack. No, No. that's what you're doing. It's bringing light, Evan.
4: It's bringing light. And we're going to hear from Derek in moments. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. bringing light to the fact that Derek Jeter, I think, proved in 2004, his main agenda wasn't always about winning the way A-Rod's agenda was. (laughs) And yet, we don't look at it that way. So that is how their conversation started. What would be the next turn that conversation that night, that rainy night in Chicago took? Take a listen for yourself.
2: I could only look at it from my point of view, right? If, if someone came to me and said, um, you know, you have an opportunity to go somewhere else and you have to switch positions, I'd be like, man, I don't know if I can handle
6: this. You know, just be honest with me. I don't think I could have handled it. I said, I came here knowing that the captain of the team and a four-time world champion was the shortstop. I respect that shortstop. I respect you. And if George Steinbrenner called me into his office tomorrow and said, I'm moving Derek out of shortstop, and I'm putting you, I go back to Texas. I would not play. I gave you my word. I came here to play third base.
4: Wow. 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 Derek Jeter in that clip, if you heard, said, I don't know that I could have done what A-Rod did. And he sat like a soaking freaking baby <laughs> on a rainy bench after slumping through April rather than embracing the fact that he was going to be playing with one of the game's greatest players next to him, a guy brought to help him win another
1: championship. Okay, okay.
2: Can I ask you a question? No, you know what? You can in a second. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Continue. I apologize. This is a no-negativity yeah, zone for you, I wasn't you, being negative. I had a question. Okay, like, but this the isn't... question was trending negative. I could hear it in how you it's ask. Fine. Can I Part ask like, a question?
4: Evan will be open to debate. That's what we're here for on <laughs> sports radio. We already knocked him down yeah. yesterday. Derek Jeter sat there and said, I could never do that. No way I could do that. So Alex could do that because he understood at that point in his career it was about getting out of Texas and finding a place to win. And Derek Jeter, who was all about winning, couldn't understand why somebody could do that. And yet we sit here in 2024 questioning A-Rod's will to win and A-Rod's greatness as a Yankee. You heard the Yankee captain right there tell you he couldn't even do what A-Rod did. Evan? I, okay,
1: I get that. I understand that. My question, though, is are you trying to say... That 20 years ago today, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I wasn't even living in New York at the time. I was in Maryland, and I was talking to Oriole fans who responded violently to this because in their mind was, you got to be kidding me. The Yankees are getting Alex Rodriguez. So I remember everything that happened, and it was assumed A-Rod would just move to third base. Are you saying that shouldn't have happened? Are you saying that Derek Jeter should have been the better teammate to say, look, Alex, You're a better defensive shortstop. We have a chance to get you. I'll switch positions, whether it was third base or, dare I say, the outfield. Is that what you're mm -hmm. saying? I want to
4: make this very clear because nothing can take away the great memories of the 2009 World Series, which for many Yankee fans of our listeners, I'm sorry, is the one they remember from either their childhood or adulthood. But what I will say is, do I think a true leader and a true captain looks at somebody, the best player in baseball, who's better than him at the position he plays and goes... Oh, I got to move the heck out of here. This guy should be playing shortstop. He's better than me. Most great captains
2: would have done that. Here's what Alex Rodriguez did in that moment Alex Rodriguez made it easy for Derek Jeter because yeah. Derek Jeter didn't have to make the decision. Thank you. And that is
4: why we, another reason we are celebrating A Rod here. Jeter should have made that decision on
1: his own. Oh, come on. He should have. He wasn't the better shortstop, and you pig Met fan can't deny no, that. No, I know that. Like, I I get. Like, if you're asking me who is the better defensive shortstop at that point, of course it was A-Rod. It was A-Rod. I, No one would argue that. But? But, no, no. I have a but. But what the hell did you expect Jeter to do? You thought Derek Jeter should say, hey, yeah, I've won how many championships here? Look. I'm going to kowtow and I'm going to move to a
4: different position? It's not about what you expect him to do, but when you listen to back to this clip years later, you realize Jeter was pretty selfish. And A-Rod <laughs> was the selfless guy on this Yankee team. A-Rod, as Tiki pointed out, made this so easy for Derek Jeter. And the reason he made it easy is he acknowledged that Jeter was a, a four-time champion. Was also a great shortstop in his own right. But he also knew, hey, there's a spot for me here at third base. I'm going to take all this of the equation. I'm not going to put any pressure on him. I'm going to put all the pressure on myself. And it's time you respect that man. And if you can't have respect for him, understand this. Derek Jeter himself finally realized he had to give Alex credit for this.
2: I give it to him. You know, he he never brought up playing shortstop, or there are never any whispers from someone about him wanting to play shortstop. I think he committed to playing third base, mm. and um, you gotta give him credit for that.
4: You gotta give him credit for that. <laughs> Your Yankee Yankee fans, if you are not in favor of retiring a Rod's number, many of you are. Your captain is telling you you got to give him credit for what he did. That takes a lot for somebody to come over to town knowing he's better than the person playing in front no, of him. No. <laughs> yes. Selflessness. I tell you, no, no, hold on a it second. Is, this don't is a don't theme? spin this negative I'm not, This I'm, is a theme
1: of selflessness versus selfishness. No, 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 no. And we celebrate the selflessness
4: hold, one today. Hold
1: on one second. What I'm about to say is not a rip of A-Rod, but okay. I have to do this. And I don't give a crap if I'm a Met fan or who the hell I am. Okay, I have to, disp- I have to defend the honor of Derek Jeter. I've got to. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Derek Jeter, by not moving off of shortstop, did Alex Rodriguez the biggest favor in the world. The biggest. Because if Derek Jeter went to that press conference the day they got A-Rod and he put his arm around them and said, listen, I love playing shortstop. I think I'm a pretty good shortstop, but I also know Alex is better, so I'm going to change positions. I'm going to go to third base or I'm going to go to the outfield That may have been great in the moment, and that may have been fine in that day. But what do you think would have happened when Alex started facing the criticisms that he would later face? He was already facing a ton of heat no, from Yankee no, fans. No. Could you imagine also facing the heat that he Evan. bumped Derek Jeter off of shortstop? Jeter was selfless because he Evan. knew if he changed positions, he was going to put even more pressure on Alex. No, no. Or, Am I wrong? That's yes. a reach. You are. That's a not reach. a reach. That's that a reach. reality.
4: No, Alex saved Derek Jeter How's criticism. That? How? Because, Evan, what do you think is harder to do in professional sports? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we have a professional athlete sitting with <laughs> so us. So ask me. Son. Ask him. Tiki. If somebody came to you, let's say the Giants had signed Sean Alexander after he beat you for the rushing title, okay? And they looked at you and said, Tiki?
2: By the way, he did it very cheaply, just okay. so you know. He uh, told the story about a month ago. Yeah, he yeah. really did, but it's all good. I love him. Play along if you can. Yes,
4: I am. All right. They come to you and say, hey, Sean Alexander's coming in here, Tiki. We think we should kick you to slot receiver, and he should play <laughs> some running back. Now, I'm not saying what you should or shouldn't do in that spot. What would be harder to do? Would it be harder for Sean Alexander to come in and replace Tiki Barber at running back or for you to learn a whole new position and put your skill set there?
2: It would be hard for me to learn a whole new position and go play slot receiver, something that I didn't do, even though I have over 500 receptions in my career. It wasn't because I was a slot receiver. It was because they just like to check it down to me and throw a lot of screens, which you somehow have forgotten how to do as New York Giants. But still, that would have been very hard. So, very very hard.
4: So my point here is, Alex saved Derek Jeter a lot of grief. He could have came in and said, you know, Cash, I'm coming here, but I'm playing shortstop. No, 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 no.
1: no. But, but wait, you didn't ask Tiki the right question. Oh, you're I had, sure. No, is Danvers now? No, no. Because I'm saying, <laughs> if you would have moved to a different position, yes, Sean Alexander, who had done nothing for the Giants, would have faced even more criticism because now he bumped well, a beloved Giant not, off his position.
2: Not if he was great.
1: Not if he was great. Dude, you've been around this city long enough. When you bring in a star, whether it's A-Rod or it's Lindor or it's Teixeira, you face a criticism. Well, you do. That's like beyond.
2: You do, and it's mitigated if you're great. That's all that matters. Is it always mitigated when you're great? Yes. As long as you're great, it is mitigated. No, Eventually, I've always believed this. As an athlete... As soon as you're done at whatever you're doing, I'm usually talking about retiring, but let's just say Derek Jeter is done at shortstop. People move on, like they, especially if the replacement is on par or better. And what Sean is saying is that at that moment in his career, Alex Rodriguez was a better shortstop. So it would have mitigated this ire of the captain moving off of his position. You know, maybe he goes to second base. Maybe he goes to third base. Maybe he's just fine doing exactly what he's doing in a different position. And he's the captain. And he's great, so you expect him to Nobody's be great no matter what he Nobody's facing more pressure that way. Who, Alex? Or- yes. yes! If if Alex Rodriguez had come here okay, but- and
1: Derek Jeter selflessly yeah, moved off shortstop, A-Rod would have been under even more scrutiny than but, he already
2: faced. Right, but I think that pressure it, and, and the belief that it is a detriment to achievement is by people who are soft-minded and weak. So I'm soft-minded and weak. The, you, well, you, no, <laughs> yes. you're not. You yes. just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know, right? Pressure doesn't bust pipes. I know people say that, and they use that stupid-ass cliche, but if you're a great player, and you know it, this is almost going back to my vein thing, If you, if you know it, you want the pressure. Right, you want to be put under a microscope but t- you because saw- then when you excel, you get celebrated. But, but, but and wait, so I wait, think wait. great athletes are that way. Like you were talking about CC earlier. Like CC in that in that World Series run, really did this in his previous stop in Milwaukee as well as we mm. were talking about earlier. Like, you need me? You need me? Skip for three days? Give, I'll go on three days. Right? Yeah. CC loved pressure. Yes, he loved it, and he he never backed down from the challenge and. I think great players do that. Yeah, but Alex Rodriguez, and this is not a rip. This is a fact what I'm about to say.
1: Between 2004 and 2009, until October of 2009, was criticized greatly in this city. You want to tell me it was unfair? I get it. A lot of it was unfair. That's what he's trying to tell you. What he was doing was so hard
4: mentally. Had he just slid into his natural position at shortstop, maybe he never struggles. Maybe he takes off and lights the city on fire, and it's Derek. Nobody's struggling, and people are going, you're so great, you can't slide over to third No, he but he it.
1: would have faced even more criticism. If not he, if he was great. but
4: He oh, was great,
1: and he faced criticism. He was great and then what happened? He sucked in the playoffs most of the time. So what if he And might- I'm not saying that to rip him. I'm defending him. What if he I did- think he stink the- in the 2005 and 6 postseason what if- he what uh, He did. Well, know. You're playing what if? No, I'm giving you the he would have faced more pressure. Jeter did him a favor. When you, you basically mean- when you start mean- the show calling Jeter right, tell-
2: selfish. Tell me what you mean by But well, basically I did. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what you mean
1: by pressure. What do you mean by pressure? Yes. In 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, Alex Rodriguez was a damn productive New York Yankee. Yes. Right? He was and really in, good. And in
2: the postseason, he wasn't very good. And in the postseason, so he, so he wasn't started, really good. So he started facing criticism because he wasn't good when it mattered. Correct. So where is Aaron Judge right now?
1: That's different, dude. Why? Okay. Because Aaron Judge wasn't the bought superstar. There's a different, it's not fair, but there's a different criteria for the guy that comes from elsewhere. Alex Rodriguez arrived in this city 20 years ago today as the best player in baseball. Not a good player, not a decent player, the best. The best. And when you acquire the best, you come with expectations that, fair or not, are unrealistic. If Alex Rodriguez had walked through that door and played shortstop, and Derek Jeter was stuck in left field... The criticism he faced that we already know what he faced would have been timesed by
2: 50. And that would—that was bad? I think it would have been bad for him, yeah. Why? Why? Because he would have faced even more heat than he already talked. But but why would it have been bad for him? Look at you. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm just asking why Look. that's bad. Criticism right. is not a bad thing. Our critics are our, our friends because they show us our faults, Benjamin Franklin. That's a right. Very, uh, right? Yeah, so, well. like... Why is that a bad
1: thing? It's a bad thing because he didn't react very well to the pressure early on. You're making
2: me dancing around criticizing him, but he was not a good postseason player for five years. a lot of players aren't good postseason players until they are. Aaron Judds has not been a good postseason player, right? It, it, you, can, you can throw out all example after example after example. Eventually, the great ones, they figure it out. Yeah. All right, so let me answer this then. I want you to just go on the record the way Sean did then. Are you yes. saying Derek Jeter should have moved off shortstop in 04? No, I'm saying Derek Jeter didn't have to move off shortstop because Alex Rodriguez yeah. made it easy for him. That's
4: it. We shouldn't be That's saying Derek I'm saying. Jeter I'm should have. We should be saying thank- anything. <laughs> Derek Jeter should be on his knees yes. thanking saying, Alex Rodriguez. We're saying
2: thank you, Alex Rodriguez. That's it. Thank because you. if he had come here saying, I need to play shortstop, I'm a shortstop, I'm the best shortstop, I'm the MVP, I'm the gold glover, I'm the best shortstop, then we would have had a drama-filled, nonsensical right. se- season after season after season until Brian Cashman Bam. had to make some ridiculous decision to to really get rid of Derek right. Jeter, as and- opposed to the nonsense that went on already. See what Tiki said? Yes. A-Rod early on showed you he is not about
1: drama. He's about ending the drama. Here's what I know. This is going to be a long day. We'll get your (laughs) calls coming up, 877-337-6666. I do commend Sean for putting this day together. An
2: A-bomb from A-Rod. He's got
1: all these promos. Tiki and I are sitting in a studio that is surrounded by just tons and tons of Yankee-colored balloons. We're wearing t shirts that say A Rod Day with his mm-hmm. retired number and the Evan and Tiki and FN logo. And then there's a giant 13 behind us made of balloons. And apparently behind the black curtain, there's a retired number. <laughs> like, did you have a lot to do with this too,
4: Tiki? I had Were you doing nothing this? Nothing to do with
2: this. Nothing. I just. Reached out to my friends to try to get them to come on
4: today. Yeah. Oh, good job out of you for that! Tiki Nothing worked, else. Yeah, Tiki worked hard as an associate producer for the
2: show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you put all this together. This is unbelievable. Yeah,
4: as I said though, selflessness, Evan. It wasn't me just putting it all together. A lot of help behind the scenes.
1: The one thing I will defend you on because I had this fight outside in the newsroom with Pete Hoffman, who's uh, the producer of the midday show, produces Rico Bronia, is a big Met fan like myself. Mm-hmm. Is he's disgusted by this day? <laughs> what?
2: And I said, "Well, he's, what? no, he's not disgusted. He's jealous of by this. Day. Oh, that's what you're he's saying. Jealous like of it. this day. That's I, what this is. He has no one like this on his in his tenure as a Met fan. Well, why? Are you, why are you attacking us? I'm just not. I'm not. I'm just saying. If he's going to come at you and say he's disgusted and wants just doesn't want to see these, what are they? Silver, silver and blue b- balloons in mm-hmm. here, and the and the and the." whatever, the the number that's going to be retired in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's, just, that's just his internal hate well, coming out. I was able to explain. I did this to
1: Sal, too, because Sal hates A-Rod as well. And I, I wasn't saying this to defend A-Rod. What I was saying to Sal and Hoff, and I'll say it to everybody listening, is what I'm about to say is not a defense of A-Rod. It's a defense of fans. It's a defense of young Yankee fans who want this man honored. Mm-hmm. I may disagree with them, but I see where they're coming from. And I give the Met fan their own perspective right now. So for any Met fan listening, still listening, Listen to this, and then tell me you don't understand A-Rod Day. You ready? The Mets decide we're not ever going to honor Mike Piazza. Mm-hmm. They just decide that. And they decide that based on rumors and innuendo about Mike and performance-enhancing drugs, which is a rumor and innuendo that's out there. Notice I didn't say fact. I didn't say it definitely happened. But rumor and innuendo, Mets say, no, nah. whenever honoring Mike Piazza. And I told that to Sal, and Sal said, yeah, I'd be pissed off. And I said, <laughs> okay. Now, I know it's not the same. I know it's a little bit different, but that's how some Yankee fans, not all, feel about Alex. They feel, "Here's a player we loved. Here's a player that gave us great moments, and here's a player
2: that the organization yes, is not honoring." Choosing to ignore. Choosing to ignore. They would they would wash him away from history if they could. Right. And that's not and that's not fair to Alex. And, he was a great Yankee. But that's helped him win a championship. No doubt. And that's where the Shauns of the world come from. So
1: while I may not agree and I may not celebrate with you guys, I always think it's important to try to put yourself in their shoes. If your franchise refused to honor a controversial figure, but a figure that did something great for you, maybe even won you a championship, you'd be pissed off too. Damn right. That's the reality. Now let's get to some of your calls. Sean, understand this. Some of these calls are going to be very pro-A-Rod. Some of these calls are not happy with A-Rod. And that's
4: fine. And by the way, I truly believe if you are brave enough to hang with us throughout the day and hear all the storytelling, I think everybody tucks their head on the pillow tonight pro A-Rod. I think it, you'd have something very disturbed with you if you were not by the end of the So
1: night. if you haven't been convinced yet by 235, which started with yeah. Sean taking shots at Jeter, uh, <laughs> you'll be convinced by six and change. Maybe A-Rod himself, when he joins the show, will convince you as well. Alright, let's kick it off with Rich in Staten Island. A, a pleasant good afternoon to you, Rich.
5: Happy Friday, gentlemen. How's it going? It's all good,
2: man. What's up? What's up?
5: So. I'm grateful for Sean today more than anyone else because I'm so happy that if, my, if the Yankees can't honor arguably the best third baseman of all time, not even in their history, but of all time, the guy should have had five MVPs. Uh, one was stolen by Juan Gonzalez. The other one was stolen by Miguel Tejada. Guy came here after playing shortstop for, you guys can ask him at 4 o'clock, arguably probably 10 plus years, more than that, and switched to third base. He didn't switch to second where they traded Soriano for him. He didn't fill that hole. He played a hot corner. The hot corner next to Derek Jeter in the toughest media town in all of sports. And to go on, and the only reason why they won the 09 World Series was because of him. He was unbelievable that playoff series. Matsui had a great, you know, few games as well. But we could argue about Jeter all day long, and Jeter won many rings. I'm not going to compare it's like apples to oranges because they're two different types of players. Yep. But Jeter has his fifth ring because of Alex Rodriguez. Mm. So
1: for Very Facts. well said, Rich. Very well said. And by the way, I want to back him up on something. When he said A-Rod had two MVPs stolen from him, I'm sure somebody in the audience is probably thinking that the guys he mentioned, Juan Gonzalez and Miguel Tejada, stole it from him because of steroids. That's not what he meant. If you ever go back, and I've done this because I'm a giant, giant geek, and you look at old awards, you see how wrong the voting was.
2: Yeah. In 1996, Alex Rodriguez was the MVP of the American it's not League. not even close. He
1: didn't win it, but he was. Not
2: even close. Alex had led the league with 141 runs. Juan Gonzalez had 89. <laughs> His batting average was 358. He had 36 somewhere. Yeah, okay. Juan had 11 more home runs than him. But most every other metric... It been it, it was Alex. He I buried him. him. In yeah. fact, Arod's biggest
1: competition for the MVP award that year was actually his very own teammate, Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. It was not Juan Gonzalez. Yes. So Juan he,
2: Gonzalez's right. war that year. Look at you. What is he good for? Three point eight. That's not even that good. No. Three point eight. Yeah. Alex's was ah, nine four. Only bested by Junior at nine seven. Wow, and we so he's right. Yeah, and we weren't factoring in war as much with MVPs. <laughs> no, clearly not. Not, but just, when you see it, it's just it's glaring.
1: Yeah, look at that. Rich went to bed last night. He wakes up this morning, appreciating Sean Morash for appreciating Alex Rodriguez. Right.
2: I told,
4: it's amazing the amount of people who have given me hugs the last two days. Yeah, no, you've
1: become a very popular figure with some, but of course not all. Jeff in Babylon, how are you, Jeff?
4: Not too
0: shabby, guys. Good. Listen. Uh, Evan, last week you gave uh, like a line of demarcation of like uh, 45 years old. If you're younger than that, you like A-Rod. If you're older than that, you hate him. Yes. So so I'm on the north side of that. But but I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Sean that we'll just take his Yankee years watching when A-Rod played next to Jeter day in, day out, 162 games a year, for you to say as a baseball fan – that you did not see that Jeter was by far the better player. He wasn't. Than, than A-Rod as a baseball player. It, it, it's, just, he wasn't. Uh, it's just blindness.
4: It's not blindness. And then
0: the, the other thing I'll say is that A-Rod's two biggest dramas that he had uh, in his career were with two guys I'll get Hank Aaron. That was Jeez. a balloon. on song. one side, yeah. Jeter on the other side. Two all-time great, loved people.
4: Right. And it tells you
0: something about the guy.
4: Oh, well, hold on, hold on. I can can I defend A Rod here? Is that okay? Yeah. What's, what's he even getting at? Hold on, before you defend him, can I just also make this decorative statement out of the open? Yes. My open wasn't. A Rod's the best of all time, and Derek Jeter sucks. Okay. Yeah. You can both. You can say both were great.
2: I got to tell you, if another balloon pops in here, we might have to get rid of these balloons. Yeah, we just had a scared the crap out of me. <laughs> It was like a bomb went off or something. I think
4: and,
1: they're going to go off on every negative call. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> That's the way it started. An A-bomb hey. from A-Rod. There are so many balloons in here, and we've already had one pop here. I know the midday guys had one pop. Like, we're going to average one every 35 minutes. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to get destroyed by these <laughs> balloons. But I'm sorry. I, I I have to argue with Jeff about something. He said, "If you just look at A Rod's Yankee days, which of course started in 2004, 20 years ago today, and you compare it to Derek Jeter's Yankee years, and I did watch every game. I think a lot of us watched every game. I'm mean, living in New York, baseball geek. Derek Jeter was a clutch player. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And if that's what your argument's going to be, hey, big spot, I want Cheater up. No one would even remotely argue with you about that. Of course, he was ultimate gamer." But how in your right mind, (laughs) and I know you got to take steroids out, but we have to because if we're talking about who's the best player you watch, like if someone asked me, hey, Evan, who's the best player you've ever seen? Yeah. I'm going to say Barry Bonds. Of course. Now, it always annoys my wife because she's like, well, he's a cheater. And I say, yeah, but you're asking me
2: who's the best player I saw. You're You're not asking me to qualify it based (laughs) on some issue that cropped up that everybody was doing and nobody... decided the police until... What? I can't do that. You can't. You're right. I only can judge what I saw.
1: What are you laughing at? You're subjecting your poor wife to Barry Bonds <laughs> on his? She doesn't like Barry Bonds. She gets very upset when I talk really? about his greatness. Yes. Is yes. she upset with today? She is not in favor of today. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> She's not a huge fan of this. She may be boycotting the show tonight. Wow, interesting. For anyone who's written Spike angrily or me or tweeted like, (laughs) I won't listen, guess what? My wife's with you. She's protesting. But the point is, when you talk about, like, greatest player you've ever seen or who is better over a period of time, you got to take that stuff out because you're only judging what you watched. And between 2004 and the end of Derek Jeter's career,
2: I'd have to give you a drug test if you thought you yeah, was better. Two MVPs in that time at that time frame. He was he was unbelievable. Yeah. He was bold those years led the league in home runs twice. If your caveat is I didn't trust him in a big spot, fine. Like no one's arguing that. No,
1: but who is the better baseball player? And that guy thinks we're crazy, or I'm, or you're crazy for yeah. suggesting. And he's
4: from my area. It made me feel very sad for him because mm-hmm. my area is very a pro A. Rod area,
1: the Babylon area. Is that do you, you've uh, got it down to communities? I drove <laughs> from my
4: house to Babylon train station. That you should have seen the A. Rod flags that were flying in honor of today. <laughs> Clearly not <at> Jeff's house.
1: <laughs> but it's all. I'm telling you right now, and Jeff acknowledges this. It's an age thing. The younger listener, the younger caller, you'll hear it in people's voices. In fact. We should have everyone identify their age when they call <laughs> it. <laughs> Like it's the Sunday Night Football intro. Right. Yeah. Only because it, I, I really do think it proves my point. But let's just say, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Janine is in Westchester. How are you, Janine?
3: Hi. Good afternoon, guys. Evan, Tiki. Tiki, big, big fan. Thank you. And thank Sean, you, Janine. thank you. Yes, thank you, Tiki, for everything. Uh, huge fan. And Sean, thank you. Uh, it was a great day. have been looking forward to it. Evan, to your point, I am a UJ Rod fan um, over the, your age bracket <laughs> yeah. there. Yes. Wow. don't want to disclose exactly how old. No, but, um, you should
4: not. Either. You don't have to. Janine, did A-Rod ever roll you a baseball at Yankee
3: <laughs> Stadium? <laughs> <laughs> he rolled. Um, in fact, I, I wanted to share a story with you about uh, Uh-oh. A- A-Rod. We, uh, I had taken my boys. Um, Sal and Michael, who at the time in 2009 were 11 and 14, big Yankee fans, big Alex Rodriguez fans. I had taken them to Baltimore, um, to watch a game there. We were there to, uh, celebrate my youngest son, Michael's birthday. Uh, and we were staying at a hotel in Baltimore. After the game, we come back to the hotel. We're exhausted, uh, you know, the, my boys are exhausted and lo and behold, who is at the elevators? Alex Rodriguez with his then wife and two small children. Mm. He was exceptional to my sons and, uh-huh. and me. Uh, just over the top, tremendous, uh, took pictures with them. I still have the picture. Um, just, uh, loved him before that. Loved him even more after how that. About he was, that. Uh, wonderful to my to my son. That's, wow, that's
2: how you make a fan for I mean, life. That's right. Yep. Seriously, when yep. you meet somebody, you're you're good to them Exactly.
3: taking secret elevators. Uh, <laughs> he had his he had his daughters with uh, him. They were just as tired of, as my boys were. <laughs> he went out of his way to to you know come over to us, talk to us take pictures, just a tremendous guy.
1: Well, that is a very nice story. We thank you, Janine C. Alex Rodriguez, not only great baseball player, wonderful human. Selflessness again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With Jeter taking the private elevator off of (laughs)
2: his hotel room. (laughs) I think
1: sometimes sometimes you have to do that. Well, and also sometimes it's when you meet the person. Because I also don't want, because I've heard this from people, and I've had the experience too, where you meet an athlete, but you meet them at the exact
2: wrong time. And you don't know it's the wrong time.
1: You have no idea. And then that guy's a jackass, and for the rest of existence, you just think of that guy as a jackass. It's like the time I met Mel Rojas, that crappy Met reliever. (laughs) (laughs) He told me to go F myself in Spanish. True story.
2: Yeah. And you knew what he was saying?
1: Well, I later found out because I'll never forget what he said, and I told my wife, and she translated it. And oh. yeah, Mel so did you Haas. hate
2: him before or did you hate him after your wife translated it?
1: Well, I think the reason he told me to go f myself is probably what I had initially said, which is that he sucked and should go back to Montreal. Oh, okay, so you deserved it. Yeah, I may have, <laughs> I may have brought that upon yeah. myself. Uh. <laughs> Let's go to Sal in Westchester. Good afternoon, Sal
0: you guys doing what's DT up man Evan, nice to talk to you guys what's like, up? hey it's actually i'm calling up for, for your boy sean over there go ahead What i you got, gonna, I, got a, I got a question for you sean yep 2004 Derek cheetah retires a rod takes over at shortstop for the yankees Plays shortstop like he always did great best shortstop in baseball who goes down as the greatest yankee shortstop of all time well, it's I think it,
4: it would have been Jr. because question. he'd already stashed four. But I think the Yankees probably win one more ring would have made things easier for A. Rod. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I think without Matsui, the Yankees don't win that World Series. You could say but that about a lot.
2: Their- but so yeah, I mean, you could say that about a lot right, of guys. It's, it's, a, it's a team sport. Like yeah. I know we want to, we, we tend yeah. to like the isolated on guys. But this, as Evan brought up earlier, as, as much as we want to talk about A. Rod in that 2009 World Series, where his OPS was thirteen hundred at one point. After the ALCS was fifteen hundred. Now he was on fire. It was ridiculous. Without CC pitching on three days rest in Game One and Four, like they don't they don't win. Right, right. And so I I think it's I think it's it, it's too myopic to say one guy is is the reason. Because in team sports, it's everybody. Everybody in their small ways or big ways play a role in winning championship.
1: It's also really 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 difficult to be a
2: bought commodity, which. Alex Rodriguez was,
1: which CeCe Sabathia was, which Garrett Cole is, which Francisco Lindor is. And what I'm about to say is not impossible, but it's just, it's tougher. It's tougher to be a bought commodity and go down as like the all-time best because that guy that you watched grow up is always going to have the advantage. So he asked actually a really interesting question. He said, okay, Derek Jeter retires. He leaves. Age of 30, prime of his career, four championships in the bank. He's like, I'm out. I'm done. Alex Rodriguez swoops in, puts up all the massive numbers he puts up. There are two reasons why A-Rod, no matter how good his numbers were, were never going to pass Derek Cheater. Number one, he wasn't going to win four championships. That's asking a lot, and that 90s team was an incredibly special team. Mm-hmm. The other reason
2: is because of the bought factor. Yeah. Look, I give Sabathia a lot of credit. I give Piazza right. a lot of credit. Piazza transcended it. He C- broke through. CC transcended it. And you don't even think about I mean, if you know, you know. But you think of him as a Yankee. You don't think of him as an as a then Indian or, or, or a Brewer. You think of him as, as, an, as a but, Yankee. But you know what helps CC
1: Sabathia, Garrett Cole, and Mike Messina? I'll use those three guys as an example because all three of them kind of similar in that mm-hmm. they were signed free agents yep. as established aces from another team. And all three were pretty damn good Yankees, I think we'd all admit. They didn't have to deal with the legacy of homegrown great Yankee pitchers because they haven't had that many.
2: Yeah, They've had a few. Good point. Like I'm not. No, well,
1: Whitey like, Ford exists, obviously. Ron Guidry, right. Andy Pettit. but the litany of position players: Joe DiMaggio, and Mickey Mantle, and Derek Jeter, and even Don Mattingly. You're competing with these ghosts that are almost impossible to
2: slay. Right, and then yes, and you throw in Aaron Judge now is the current iteration of that that fact. I, mean, I think about you know. What's how CC came and he transcended and he he feels like he's a Yankee because he won. Garrett Cole's in that exact spot. Yeah, yeah, right. And he he won a Cy Young, which is phenomenal, but he's still got to win. Yes, he's got to win before we say, oh yeah, he he was a
1: great Yankee. Garrett Cole. In the regular season, this is more of a Yankee non-A-Rod point, but I'll make it real quick. Garrett Cole has probably surpassed CeCe in terms of regular season success. Mm -hmm. But I say that with a smile because for Yankee fans, that's only half of it.
2: Doesn't mean anything. The other
1: half is winning a championship. And Sabathia, on three days rest in the postseason numerous times, got the job done. So you're defined by postseason success, which is a part of what A-Rod battled with for the first part of his Yankee career. You're defined by postseason success. Well, what happened? After a good start in O four, they are part of the biggest collapse in the history of baseball. O mm-hmm. five goes out meekly. O six goes out meekly. Oh seven goes out meekly. Oh eight they don't make the playoffs. And then yes, two thousand nine was the thing. Two thousand nine is the reason we're having this day. This day doesn't exist without two thousand nine. Right. Is that fair, Sean? Without 2009, you're not honoring A-Rod. No, I agree. It's about the championship. Because to me, I think that it's almost weird. He's
4: the only athlete in this town that everybody looks at everything except the championship. And that, to me, is why we're honoring him more than anything. He was the best player. By the way, Matsui, MVP that year, didn't start three of the games because they were not Philly.
1: Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, you're taking shots at him now, too? <laughs>
4: no, I love it, Decky, but I'm just saying, you want to. everybody wants to make excuses. It was everybody but A-Rod. No, 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 no. Do the math.
1: Let's go to Joe in Colonia. How are you, Joe?
4: Hey guys,
6: thanks for taking my call.
4: What's
1: up, Evan, dude? yes,
0: disappointed in you. What I do? <laughs> but ever since you lost that bet, yeah, you've done nothing but cry like a baby. Yeah. Today is supposed to be about John's day, not about you. Thank
2: you, Joe. Preach I'm not at him.
0: A Rod fan, but I still think John should have his day. But you got to keep interrupting You got anti-A <laughs> Rod day.
1: You owe him another day. Oh, as you you say that, a balloon just popped in my face. I told you, any negative Uh, call. Here's what I would say to that. I apologize if you think I'm being too negative. This is his day. Alex Rodriguez is aware of this day, and he plans on coming on this show at about 4 o'clock. Okay, we all aware of that, and that's very, very exciting. I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to make the audience a promise. I'm going to make Sean a promise. Out of respect to Alex and out of respect to you, when Alex Rodriguez comes on, I'm done. I'm out. Like, I'm not leaving. I will sit here, and I will listen to the interview that you and Tiki conduct with the great Alex Rodriguez. It is your day. You talk about him with what you want to talk about. I don't want anyone thinking I'm being a baby or being disrespectful or asking Alex any questions that they may think is out of bounds. I've already done that. I've already interviewed Alex. I've already gone out of bounds with him. So I'm not going to do it
2: again. Well, the interview you did with Alex is the reason that we're having this day, because you put the idea in Sean's head. He spurred it. And by the way, Evan, I thank you for that. I will give you the password the podcast to show you can take care of
1: that. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. So to Joe and anyone else out there that think I'm a baby and I'm this and that, when Alex joins the program, and he's scheduled to do so, coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes, Sean, Tiki, the show is yours. We'll get back to your phone calls, talking about the greatness of Alex Rodriguez. Coming up a little bit later on, a list has been compiled, and we will certainly break it down. And that is the list of the many women that Alex Rodriguez has been with over the course of his major league career and really Yankee career. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is
2: essential that we conclusively... Sports. The clock at four. Donchich.
3: The step back three. You bet!
2: Music. You
3: set my world on fire.
4: And even podcasts. Whatever you love...